Welcome to the 30 and 30 podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 Nerdy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Nerds and nerdettes, this is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the Mac. And always great to be joined by my co-host, the the juicy one, the notorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. Howdy ho. Thank you for listening again with us week in and week out out there in podcast land. And uh, if you're just tuning in, you can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Radio Public, and of course we have our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe and hit that fifth star. That's the sweet spot. Oh yeah, every time. Dr. Davis, how are you my friend? Doing very well my friend. Uh, School started today, met some of my new kiddos at my new school, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm I'm loving it. Good. I'm loving life. Like you're rejuvenated. Yeah. Good. Feeling good. Good. And you know, your your new school is not far from where I work, so maybe one day we can have lunch together. Well, teachers have about a 25-minute lunch, so, you know. All right, then. I'll drive through McDonald's. All right. <laughs> you can, yeah, I've got two doors that lead into my classroom, so you can, like, do a quick, like, drive-by and just throw it at me. You know? <laughs> Good to see you. Hey, bye. <laughs> um, so, last week, we had a very nice discussion about... Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. The whole Potterverse. A lot of people are enjoying it. Uh, we had a lot of questions that we got to answer. Thanks again. Uh, and thank you for tuning into this episode, especially, because this is this is a very special episode to us. So, so special. Um, we told you all a little bit last week, uh, and we've actually mentioned Peyton a couple times mm-hmm. on uh, mm-hmm. on the show. He's a, he's a friend of the show. He uh, is. He loves... The show he does. Uh, uh, he uh, any chance he gets, he wears you know some of the swag that we gave him. Yeah. Um, he actually wore uh, wore the shirt one time to a Mama Mia rehearsal, and I just felt so proud. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> my boy, my boy. Yeah. Um, but it really is it is a special week this week. Uh, we got to sit down with Peyton Bowling, 
and uh, his mom. Mm-hmm. And we got to hear a triumphant story. I mean, it really is. I mean, you hear about it. You know, we'd hear some of the story. We'd mm-hmm. hear like just we knew the gist. Of this the story. is what's going on. Yeah. And this is what has gone on his whole life. I've known Peyton, I think, for about five years now is what I counted up. And um, I knew, like I said, the you know just the surface of the story. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the details I did not know until yesterday. It was eye-opening. Um, and, of course, I've known the struggles that Peyton has had since. I, let's just go ahead and back up and say that um, Peyton, he had a heart transplant when he was just a baby very very young and he actually then had a second heart transplant a year ago this sunday will mark one year since his new heart so um he's really got an incredible story and i'm I'm so excited if you don't know the story uh you know this is not our typical type of show that we normally do but i don't think you're going to be disappointed because not only are you going to hear a an incredible story but there's some really great nerd talk that we have oh my you gosh, know once we sit fun. down with Peyton so we talked to his mom about you know the serious stuff the, the struggles that Peyton has had uh, with his health issues and then we just nerded out with Peyton and we just had a blast I mean I had a great time and I think that uh, what really made it feel just easy for us was you know he had three nice recliners set up for us <laughs> yeah. in his Star Wars room and we just we had our our doc I had Dr. Pepper, you had Cherry Coke, he had a water. He only drinks water. That's all he drinks. That's it. And we had our thirty and nerdy koozies and we just nerded out. It was That's all so we was did. Great. Like, was, there wasn't any structure. We just talked. Yeah, we talk about how we you know we do the show down here in my fortress because you yes. know it's like surrounded by nerd stuff yeah. and all that. But like Dude, when we're gonna show the people impressed in our follow-up Friday, yeah. kids, you'll get to see his kingdom of nerditude. Oh my goodness, is what he called it, and it was oh man, it was fun. It's very, very impressive. And upstairs, he has a Disney room, and yes. he has, and it's not a copy; it is a legitimate signature of Walt that Walt Disney made. Like yes. it was to some other person, but it someone from found Walt it. Disney. And, to an artist, yeah, and they were working on the 101 Dalmatians concept that was it, yeah. to get together, and he signed what uh, to Pam something, I yeah, believe. something like that. It's going to be in our our follow up Friday. Uh, we'll also throughout the week basically dedicating to this entire episode. We'll be posting some pictures from our visit, different random videos, behind the scenes stuff. So be on the lookout all week yeah, long, and please check out our our Friday follow up video. It's it's really going to be uh, something that a lot of you're going to be very excited in yes. to, see, uh, to see all of his stuff. I and mean, that it's is awesome. on our YouTube channel, Thirty and Nerdy Podcast, and that will be out Friday afternoon sometime. Um, and we also were we're joined by Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see this in the video as well, and you'll hear it uh, on the episode a little bit later. But Zach created shirts for us all. Mm-hmm. to commemorate this episode and it's fight like a nerd and it's got the uh, organ donor ribbon with peyton's name in star wars writing and it was like he just he just went with it yeah. he, you know he heard us talk about peyton and and even zach has a story with peyton so listen close and this is like oddly enough 
I had never actually met Zach in person. I know you never met him in person. And um, I love Zach. I loved Zach before this, but I love Zach because when we parted yesterday, do you remember what he said to me? Oh, said, you look like Bradley Cooper. Which I don't look like Bradley Cooper, but I gave him a big hug for that because you know. I think you look like a local lawyer. Uh, maybe on billboards around Sevierville, Knoxville. I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Stephen A. Burroughs. Stephen A. Burroughs. I look nothing Attorney like law. I look more like Bradley Cooper than Stephen <laughs> A. Burroughs. Well, we won't talk about what you look like. <laughs> Q I'm, from Impractical Jokers. Well, yeah. Uh, we are, we're also joined by our friend Ashley of uh, Freddy Cat Productions. She did some um, filming of our day yesterday. Yes, we wanted to document it. So, uh, look for that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you'll hear them chime in a couple of times here and there. So if you're wondering who these uh, voices Those are, are the voices. it's Zach and Ashley. Yes. Um, so I figured we would just go through the nerd word, go to commercials, and let's just get straight into it. Let's do it. Absolutely. So your nerd word for this week is nerdvana. And what that is is the moment that a nerd reaches a state of perfect peace. For instance, Avengers Endgame. Oh, very true. It, it was like a peaceful culmination, whether it was a saying farewell to storylines, to to people as performers, mm-hmm. to Stanley himself. Oh, um, it was just perfect nerdvana. Sitting in Peyton's Star Wars room was kind of like nerdvana. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, like looking at all the just everything. I mean, I. I Impressed, and I almost forgot. We told uh, another story about an encounter uh, with a celebrity. Yes, <laughs> if you listen to our Lord of the Rings episode, you you heard uh, my story about meeting Ian McKellen. Well, we talked uh, toward the end of this episode about another encounter that I had. Well, both of us have had, and uh, it, it was a lot different for me than my Ian <laughs> McKellen experience. So stick around for that. But uh, guys. Sit back, uh, relax, and you know some of you you may need to get the tissues handy. Oh God, because it's quite a story. And, Absolutely, um, and we are going to get to Peyton and his story after a few words from our sponsors. And we will see you later. The arts are a vital part of the educational process, which is another key to economic development and improved quality of life. Arts education and opportunities help participants develop skills in critical thinking, goal setting, team building, problem solving, and conflict resolution, and craftsmanship. At Encore Theatrical Company, they aren't just dreaming it, they're doing it. Encore Theatrical is a volunteer-based regional community theater that uses the power of the arts in live performances, education, and various creative outlets to cultivate and enhance the quality of life in the Lakeway community and the East Tennessee region. There is always something going on at Encore, from plays, musicals, camps, classes, community outreach, and most of all, fun. Come see what it's all about here in Morristown, Tennessee, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Welcome to 30 and Nerdy, and we are here with a very, very, very special guest. We are here with Melody Bowling, mother of Peyton, who we're going to be talking with a little bit later. Melody, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Hey, we're fit as a fiddle. 
a bass fiddle, but we're fit as a fiddle. Uh, we're very excited to be here. We've been looking forward to this episode for a while now, and uh, just thank you for letting us into your home. You're very welcome. We're so excited too. Melody is super mom. Absolutely, she is. <laughs> so we're going to ask Melody a few questions. She's going to tell us a little bit of Peyton's story, and then we'll get to the fun stuff with Peyton. So let's do the serious stuff now and get that out of the way, and then we'll have some yeah. more fun later. So let's go ahead and get started. You want to start with kind of like a backstory of how it all began, um, what happened, and just kind of you know what you've been facing as a mom for years now. Yeah, um, Peyton was born totally normal and healthy and um, at eight months old he became really sick and um, at some point we learned that he had um, something called Kawasaki disease. If you don't know about Kawasaki disease and you have little ones in your family that you love you need to learn about it. Um, you can go to kdfoundation.org and learn all about it but it's something it's a a disease that um, we don't really know what causes it. Um, they're still researching it. We know that um, it comes in, believe it or not, climate patterns from Asia. And um, it's a really horrible disease that given um, um, a medication can totally reverse any kind of problems. But um, in Peyton's case, he didn't get the treatment for it. and. Um, he had a massive heart attack when he was eight months old and um, at ten months old he was dying of heart failure and um, he made it through that got listed for heart transplant right before he was a year old right after his first birthday he waited 14 months and um, got a donor heart and you know, a lot of people think that, you know, getting a donor heart just kind of, you know, it, it solves all the problems. You know, it's, you know, you have a new heart and everything's all better and that is so far from the case. You're just really exchanging one set of problems for another set of problems. Mm. Um, a heart transplant is just to try to save your life until hopefully something better comes along medically speaking with research that could save your life it just isn't a life extender in hopes of something better so when did you first start to notice that something wasn't right when everything started um we woke up and um one morning and he had I, i'm trying to remember but i think that i'm a teacher and I was at work and I got a call that said he wasn't feeling well and I went to get him and he had some blood in his um, diaper just a little bit of tinge of pink and he was very lethargic um, very lethargic I took him straight to the pediatrician and you know they thought maybe could this be some kind of a kidney problem maybe it's an undiagnosed kidney disease that from birth that we didn't know about. They put him in the hospital immediately and brought in a urologist who um, immediately started IV antibiotics and um, realized that his urine was completely clean. There was no infection, nothing was wrong and 
just the progression of time in the hospital, it just, it went from horrible to, you know, wor worst case scenario. He was, he had, um, his eyes were, um, they looked, I mean, they looked like they were bleeding. Um, the whites of his eyes, we couldn't see his eyes at all. There was just blood in his eyes. His tongue was swollen and red. Um, he had rash all over him. Um, you know, he just, and the urologist would just come in every day and say, I don't know what it is, but, you know, it's not a urinary tract infection, but I don't know what else to do. You know, we'll just keep treating him with IV antibiotics. And then we had a doctor that um, we had known who looked at Peyton, just saw us in the hallway and said, hey, what are you guys doing here? He came to the door, looked in at Peyton and said, oh my gosh, this is Kawasaki disease and we've got to act fast. And... Um, brought in a, um, a specialist who said, no, nah, it's not Kawasaki disease. And we were very thankful. Right. But. So he gets, he gets the heart transplant. You said 18 months? He, was he waited 18 months. He waited 14 months. Okay. He was 26 months old when he okay. got a heart. Okay, wow. So then what do the next few years look like? Well, he got a heart and it was super duper for two whole weeks. And at two weeks post-transplant, it all fell apart. He went into um, a horrible rejection that lasted for months. Um, it's a type of rejection called humoral rejection that um, they had never seen in a pediatric patient at Vanderbilt before. They had seen it a couple of times in adults, but it's extremely rare. And um, Peyton was dying and um, had a massive... He went into cardiac arrest in the hospital that lasted for about an hour and a half. Um, it, it was really, we were losing him and um, they had done everything they know to do and um, they decided, they called all over the nation and found a hospital in New York that had had some luck with a new cutting edge treatment called plasmapheresis. And, um, they did one treatment and that's when he went into cardiac arrest and his heart just was so sick that it wasn't strong enough to support the, the treatment that could possibly save his life. So they put him on ECMO, which is um, a type of heart lung bypass machine mm -hmm. and he went on that for, they can only keep you on it for a short amount of time because it eventually causes problems, it throws blood clots and um, it's just a short-term solution. They put him on that, which operated as his heart and lungs for the time that he needed the plasmapheresis. And um, about two weeks later, um, they clamped him off to give it a trial run to see what it looked like. And it was amazing. I mean, his heart was doing great. So um, we knew he was going to live. Um, but he had a long way to go when they took him off the ECMO. He was, um, he had to go through drug withdrawal from all the um, fentanyl and um, stuff that he had been under and he was in a medically induced coma for a long time. He had to learn to, I mean, he was an infant again. He couldn't hold his head up. He couldn't, he, he you know, his mind was there. I mean, he, he knew words, but he couldn't get them out. Um, he had to relearn everything. Um, took a long time. Um, he, we later found out that he had a stroke during that time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we just found that out in the last um, year and a half. I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a really hard time. That, But, you know, the first year of transplant is just, it's touch and go. It's really, I mean, it's a hard year, and um, it was a, an especially hard year for Peyton. But um, after that first year, things went really well for a while. You know, for several years, he... Um, did really well and and when I say really well I mean that from a transplant outlook yeah this is not your typical um, kid you know we have he's immunosuppressed the drugs that he takes drugs that um, causes his immune system to not realize that his heart is not his and for that to happen it you know you have to you're causing the immune system to not be as smart so he's um, susceptible to everything right um, we had him in a private school, so, you know, he's sick a lot, you know, strep throat, you know, just, I mean, he looks at somebody and gets sick, but it was worth it, you know, for him to be with kids, and, um, but he did really well, and then, um, probably his eighth grade year, um, we realized that, um, there were going to be some problems, and we knew that when we first, um, agreed for Peyton to get a donor heart, they said, listen, this is just a solution for now. If you want um, Peyton to live, it's, this is not going to be the only transplant. There's going to be more. And um, so Glint and I didn't tell, share that news with Peyton, but we knew all along that this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And um, his eighth grade year, we realized that we were getting closer to that, you know, that in probably the last six years, we knew that we were headed toward another transplant. And then that led us to, you, you said we're coming up on the anniversary of something yes. very special. So can you tell us about that? Sunday will be one year since Peyton got a second heart. So last year, we learned um, that Peyton was going to need a new heart. And um, they put him on the list. But shortly after they put him on the list, um, his heart um, started getting worse, so they had to put him in the hospital and put him on, put him up higher on the list. And we waited in the hospital for him to get a new heart. And um, last year, it's been a year. So how long was was the wait? This time, the wait was maybe two months, three months. And you couldn't leave the hospital during that entire time. Oh, right? now the actual time we were in the hospital was forty five days. Okay, well, still that's a long time. So. No. So what did you what did you do to pass the time in the hospital? <laughs> we played a lot of card games, yeah, Spite yeah. and Malice. Okay. Uh, we learned to play. We played um, a lot of Uno, a lot of Phase Ten. <laughs> we had we did a lot of reading. Our nurses, uh, one nurse, kind of hooked up uh, Peyton's Xbox for him. We nice. figured out a way to do it, and we hooked up Apple TV and Xbox, and so we played a lot of games and. At night, when the hospital was empty, we would go to the waiting rooms and walk, and walk laps, and laps, and laps, and around the surgical waiting area, while we laughed about what everybody in the surgical waiting room must think we were doing, because <laughs> we just lapped it around, and around, and around, but that's the only thing we could do. Right. At one point, we did, we made up a game, and we sat outside in the courtyard, and we, we had change, 
and we w- this is so stupid but <laughs> we would throw change on the ground to see how many people pass by before they would pick it up <laughs> and we learned that people won't pick up things for pennies they just they're not going to stop they're they're not going to stop looking at their phone for a penny but if you lay down quarters oh yeah oh wow it's big stuff happens they must not be teachers because i've been picking up all the pennies <laughs> well they were poor college kids but they were too busy looking at their phones yeah that's where we are this in this day and age so like you have a story though from one of the nurses happens to have a, a daughter a famous daughter oh yeah yes yeah. Uh, if you want to tell that story a little bit well Peyton um, for the last few years his coronary arteries have been um, clogged you know they just gets blockages in them mm-hmm. and every time that um, they would fix a blockage he would be eligible for cardiac rehab so he started going to cardiac rehab at Vanderbilt and one of the um, nurses there became it was this cardiac rehab nurse and her daughter is Natalia Dyer who is on Stranger Things. Nancy from, Nancy Stranger, Things. from Stranger Things. That's very cool. That's really yeah. cool and it's, it just really also uh, increases that fact that it's such a small world that you never know who you will pass in your day-to-day life exactly. or what life will bring you um that's a really cool story and uh didn't natalie uh send him natalia she yeah. sent him a, a letter and um her mom brought it over to him while he was waiting on heart and he was very excited and um for a couple of days there all we heard is natalia dyer knows who i am <laughs> natalia dyer knows my name lucky boy i don't know lucky guy. <laughs> Also, um, I told you he was on ECMO, yeah. and um, her dad was one of his ECMO nurses when he was a little, so little bitty guy. Doctor family. Well, the and she's the actress. Yes. I've got gotcha. you. Wow. So now that Peyton's on his second heart, what what's a normal day like for Peyton? Well, I'm not sure that there is a normal day for Peyton. Um, you know, a lot of our days are hoping and praying that we're not at the emergency room or the hospital before the day's over. Um, you know, you can start a day and it'd be great and everything going well and in five minutes have an ambulance mm-hmm. or be at the emergency room. Um, but for now, he's going back to school at Walter State. Um, he spends a lot of time writing. He's a very talented writer. He's such a good writer. I found yes. that out. He has an amazing gift in writing, and he he works through a lot of the you know the difficulties he's been through by writing about it. Um, he um, you know also hangs out with his friends and does lots of things like play games and all that Star Wars stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Star Wars, um, were you two? You and your husband, were you any type of nerd growing up that would have rubbed off on him or for anything? Um, Just one of us. I have yet to see the Star Wars movies, all of them. I've only seen um, the ones that that have premiered in Peyton's time. Um, And I try very hard to stay awake for them. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My husband, on the other hand, is a Star Wars fanatic. So that's where it comes from. Ah. Saved every single toy from the 70s 
and started training Peyton very early on. <laughs> um, actual story, when Peyton went, had taken off from work, we were going to go, um, Star Wars Episode One was out, and we were going to take him to see it. He was just two, waiting on a heart, but Brent thought it was going to be okay. Um, we had taken him, uh, the, those toys were coming out at that time. And I don't know if you remember, there was a coin bank, and it was Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, sort of, yeah. And he had um, his lightsaber, and when he put money in, he would do this little thing, and then he would say this thing. No, it was Darth Maul. Excuse me, it was Darth Maul. And we didn't know any of the characters in the new movie, and Peyton would call him um, the Cookie Monster because of something that he says, we'll find, we'll trace it quickly, Master, but... It, he thought it said Cookie Monster. And Darth Maul looks really bad. And Peyton would work really hard to, you could, there was a try button, and he would, like, he, and he couldn't get his finger up there because he'd get too scared and he'd pull it back. And so he'd get Brent to push the button, and then he would stand back in the aisle and watch him. And he'd finally gotten up the nerve, and we bought, he asked for us to buy it, and we bought it for him the night before he got his first heart. So, long story, we go through this horrible experience. Peyton's had a cardiac arrest. He's not talking. You know, we are really concerned. We don't know, has he suffered brain damage? You know, there's just a lot of unknowns still. And you're dealing with a toddler who's not feeling well in the hospital. And we are terrified. And one of the ways we knew that he he didn't have brain damage was when he asked for the cookie monster he remembered that we had purchased that the night before his heart so sort of leads me into my next question how has you know Peyton's a big nerd he's one of yes. us so how has his love of the nerd culture sort of helped him throughout his his journey well I think that's a question for him okay. but it's always um, it's always present and it's um, I think an escape for him you know to get away from you know the reality of his situation and he escapes into that kind of um, world and you know it gives him some you know I think sense of of um, of escape yeah mm -hmm. as it has been for all of us yeah um, what are uh, and on the days that you know whether it's when he was a toddler or now or even before now but on those days where you may face that moment of why you know what gets you through that just that thought of why us I mean what helps you rise above thinking that what helps you get through when that moment hits because no doubt you've had those moments where you know, you just, why us? Why Peyton? Why is this happening? Um, I'm going to tell you the truth. We don't really talk about the why. Um, it leads you down, it can lead you down a really dark path. And it's not something that we choose to talk about. Um, you know, I don't, there aren't any answers for why. Um, and it just, it it doesn't help us to think about why. Um, I mean, we know better than anybody else. So, I mean, there are hardships for everybody. We just don't always know what the hardships are for other people. Um, ours just happens to be pretty evident. Um, and it's not easy. 
but we try our best to make it as positive as we can. But we we don't honestly we just don't allow ourselves that that. That's a great outlook. That's amazing. That's I really admire that. Absolutely. Well it's not always. I mean there there's not everything's positive, but we work really hard to try to keep it as positive as we can. So what are some restrictions or some limitations that Peyton has? Well, um, when you get a new heart, your nerves are cut. They can sew the new heart back in, but they can't sew the nerves back together. And so Peyton's heart does not communicate with his brain. Um, there aren't any nerves that allow them to communicate. So um, he has to be very careful about um, you know, doing things that will overtire him because his brain might not get the message that he's tired until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So if he's tired, he has to sit down. Um, it could be too late. He can't, you know, in competitive sports, you're going to push yourself mm. because um, you want to get the next goal or whatever. Um, that's not something that Peyton can do because if he's tired, he has to sit down. Right. Um, because by the time his brain has gotten that message, it's, he really does need to sit down. Mm -hmm. um, so he has those restrictions. Um, you know, he doesn't can't be doing anything that's physical um, to, like football, something that's going to you know be physical to his chest and mm -hmm. hit him in the chest. Now he does love being on stage. He loves theater. Yes. So He's a talented kid. <laughs> yeah. So. He's able to do all that stuff. He is, but um, you know he has to. If he needs to sit down, mm -hmm. um, you know, theater people think that theater is just fun and games, and it's not physical, and it's extremely so, as you all know. Mm -hmm. It's demanding. Very much so, and we talk about this a lot, and yeah. you know, we kind of talk about it in a joking way, but it's it really it's physically is. demanding. Yeah. Oh, it is grueling. Yeah. <laughs> However long, and yes. you're doing scene after scene after scene, and if it's a musical, your body gets some wear and tear on it. So. Yeah. And you're, you're just one part of a big cast, and mm -hmm. everybody works together, and everybody needs everybody else. And if Peyton's not able to you know, pull his weight, that impacts everybody else. So he's very careful about um, you know, making sure that um, he picks things wisely. We always clear it with his medical team before he does anything. Um, still yet, he's almost always sick at the end of a production because he has given it so much. And he does. I've, I've been his director before, and he always he gives it everything he has, and you can tell that he just he loves being up there. Mm -hmm. And it's he's just so therapy. just full of life and energy, and everybody notices it. And he's a big hit with the theater community, mm -hmm. a big hit. He loves it. Yeah, Absolutely. and they love him. Um, besides the struggles that you as a family have gone through, like obviously you don't want, Peyton doesn't want it, and you don't want it, and Brant doesn't want it to be his identity, mm -hmm. um, or your all's identity as a family, to be just the struggle. So aside from the struggles, you know, what's something that, if someone were to say Peyton Bowling, what's something you would say they need to know about him, aside from the struggles he's been through? He's wickedly funny. <laughs> he is so witty and quick, and he just makes me laugh every day. Mm -hmm. um, that sweet little face, you would never know how wickedly funny he is. 
Um, he is a huge political junkie. He loves politics. He knows a lot about issues, political issues. He researches them, and he's our very own political pundit here at the house. Yeah. Um, he's very smart. Extremely very smart. smart. I did not know that he was so into politics. He and I are going to have to talk about that often. A huge yeah. political junkie. I'm into that, too. Um, Sometimes it's not a, it's not a good thing for me that I'm into it because it makes my blood pressure just, <laughs> you know, what, you know. It does ours, too. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when they're, we're getting close to an election. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It, we just want to, if there's an off switch for him, just stop <laughs> thinking and giving it... Every day we got the polls on every poll. You know, today this is what the outlook's looking like. Uh, uh, but I appreciate it like, quite like that did. <laughs> um, but well, that's great. He is absolutely hilarious. You know, um, unfortunately he did not get to finish the production of Mamma Mia. Um, but I was lucky to be on stage with him during that. And uh, there was actually like maybe a week before we were supposed to open um the director donna just said oh by the way we're adding peyton into this little group and he's your son and i was like oh okay and by the time i get off stage he's always like oh hello father you know completely like he's created a character he's completely changed our background with just the accent alone and i was like oh okay okay we're going with this (laughs) he dives into it so when i first met peyton we were doing shrek okay and i was farquad i was the little short guy and he was he was Captain Hook, and he was also he was one of my little my guards or something. Yeah. And every time that he would see me backstage, he would like do a little bow, like my lord, and he would bow to me. Like he goes all in with it. Like so. um, he just always constantly be like, "Where's mother?" And I'm, like I'm I'm a theater nerd, and I'm you know I dive into things, but like he would even take me up by surprise I was like oh we're already haven't had coffee yet so I mean I didn't know we were diving into character just yet and, but it was it was so sad I did, I got, it was sad that we did not get to finish the production together however the time that we had sharing the stage together was so was such a blessing um, so um, like when is the when is the happiest the happiest moment you've ever seen uh Peyton, when's the happiest you've seen him? Oh, he's happiest when he's on stage, truly. I thought that would be the answer. Truly. He, you know, this last year has been really hard for him, and it's been emotionally hard. And when um, Laura Ritter asked him to sing, and um, he was on stage singing, for the first time after was, I mean, Brent and I just kind of, we let out a sigh and we're like, he's back. It's Peyton's back. When he's on stage, he's just so comfortable with himself. Mm-hmm. He says it's the only time, I mean, he's not um, the, the kid who has, um, you know, some kind of health problem and he can be somebody else yeah. who isn't sick and doesn't have any worries. Um, so what can people do for kids like Peyton, is there a certain organization that people can look up, donate to, volunteer for that helps kids like Peyton in his situation? Um, yeah, there's so many um, things. Um, one of the things I, I I first think of is the 501st Legion. Legion. 
They do a lot of things for children um, that are sick. In fact, one of the um, one of their members, I believe, had a child with cancer, and um, she wanted her own. Do you know about this? Okay, so one of the daughters of a member of the 501st Legion had cancer, and she wanted a droid. And George Lucas, I believe, made had a droid made for her, and it's R2KT. Her name is Katie, and um, she's pink. And long, long time ago, when it first happened, we searched everywhere and got that droid because Peyton wanted it. But um, that's a great organization that does so many things for kids. If you don't know what that is, that's a, a group of big time fans of Star Wars and they all have their own stormtrooper armor or you know bounty hunter armor. It's, it's cosplay essentially but they do a lot of charity work and they have a pres presence at most conventions and there's different groups for like every state in the country yeah. so it's a very big organization and there's another group of course Make-A-Wish is a great organization um, Peyton actually Make-A-Wish we um, when Peyton first got sick, we didn't want to make Peyton's make-a-wish decision for him. He was young, and we didn't want um, to take that from him. So we waited, and we thought, you know, when Peyton gets older, he can make his own decision about what he wants. And by then, make-a-wish had changed their rules, and you're only eligible for the first year after your transplant. So we missed um, our opportunity, but we found another organization um, Dream Factory, and they have an organization in Tennessee, and uh, Peyton submitted his, his um, paperwork, and they accepted him and uh, sent him to um, the Imagineering Studios for Disney, um, he, which is what he wanted. He got two choices, but he made the other one so extreme that they would have to pick the one he really wanted. <laughs> um, He's smart. He is He's very so smart. smart. His, um, the other wish was um, to go to Skywalker Ranch and meet George Lucas, and he had a whole bunch of parameters on it so that they would choose the one he really wanted, which he would have been great with either one, obviously, but yeah. Um, but there are so many organizations. Um, KDFoundation.org, which um, tries to get the word out about Kawasaki disease. Mm -hmm. It's a great organization that helps kids like Peyton. So, Melanie, what else can people do? What else would you like to plug? Well, um, it would be great if people hear Peyton's story and decide that they want to be an organ donor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, they can go to Donate Life Tennessee and register. Of course, when you renew your driver's license or get your driver's license, you can check that. But more importantly than any of that is to talk to your family members. Let them know you want to be an organ donor. Because um, once, uh, even if you sign your card, your family can still... And make the decision whether you're an organ donor or not. If they know those are your wishes, then they will be more likely to follow through. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, one final question for you. Um, what's the biggest lesson to come out of all this? Oh, wow, there's so many lessons. And that is that, I mean, we've had so many lessons. You know, I guess maybe that, that, you know, in the midst of trouble, life is still good. Mm -hmm. You know, life can be, life is what you want it to be. And, you know, it it's hard. I mean, days are hard, but, you know, life is such a blessing. And there's so much good in it. And there's so much good that you can do. 
I guess would be the main thing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, thank you for talking to us. You're welcome. Um, and get, getting all the serious stuff out of the way. Um, uh, it's, it's really meant a lot to us um, just that you allowed us to come here and hear more of the story than we either one of us mm -hmm. really had heard. You know, we had only heard a scratch of the surface of it. Uh, so, you know, knowing more about it and hopefully um, a big reason we wanted to do this was just that maybe even if it's 30 people that listen to this, maybe that's 30 people who had no idea what, what can be done. You know, what can I do Absolutely. to help or just any form of spreading the message. Um, before we get to Peyton, um, I brought a friend of ours uh, with us. This is Zach, uh, and he is the uh, uh, he owns and runs Advertising Expressions. Mm -hmm. um, that is uh, people who do our shirts and hats and, and koozies and stuff like that. And we did not know that somehow through fate, and I guess you could say the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, um, that he too was connected to Peyton in some form or fashion. And I'll, I'll let him tell it. I'll let him tell it. So, uh, when when I first came on to Advertising Expressions, my mom has owned it for 12 or 13 years now. And uh, I came on in 2016, the summer of 2016. And um, I was just kind of learning the ropes. Eventually, I'll take over and in, in, in ownership and everything. And... Uh, I get an email either from you or your husband and asking about shirts and <laughs> <laughs> there it is isn't that crazy yeah you did that those shirts for us the green and yellow shirts oh yeah. you're so wonderful so, anyway i have done yet another shirt and it's to commemorate this uh, great time that we're having here and Peyton, we have a Fight Like a Nerd shirt. Oh, that's awesome! This is in Star Wars font. Yes. And this is your name in Star Wars font. I love it. That's Extra so awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. So, I got one for you two and myself. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Zach. That's the ribbon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the donor ribbon, and it's uh, that's the color, right? The green. Not many people use that ribbon, but it it symbolizes that life goes on. Yeah, after organ donation. Thank exactly you. Exactly his research. Yeah, he's very good at what he does. He really is. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I just thought that that was a. a it was crazy because he kept saying. You know, I think I know the Peyton you're doing an episode about, and I was like, I don't know how you would. I even sent him a picture of the shirt. The original said, shirt, the Heart of yeah. Gold shirt. I said, does this look familiar? You know, like ironically, that. Josh called the episode a nerdy Heart of Gold, and I was like, and then he, yeah, it comes from that, and he showed me a picture of the original shirts, and I was like, okay, everything's lining up perfectly. This is crazy. Oh, and I was just, it, was, it was really cool. So he wanted to definitely be a part of it somehow cool. so I was just like Peyton's cheesing let's, let's bring him you know let's bring Zach and let him uh, talk about it and he made these shirts and how great yeah oh I'm glad to do it and um, we we just um, want to support you guys and you know anything else that you guys do that's so sweet thank you you're welcome yeah, thank you Zach my pleasure 
Um, so we will, uh, before we get to the fun stuff with Peyton, maybe take a quick recess um, because one nerd has to use the restroom <laughs> really bad. And it's not this nerd, so <laughs> that must be the one I'm looking at. Right? <laughs> All right, we will catch you nerds after a quick break. You know, nerds, when we're working on the show or binge-watching Stranger Things or Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or Supernatural, or anything like that, we get hungry. And when we need to refuel, nine times out of ten, we choose Akita Express. Akita is a family-owned restaurant where they treat you like family and feed you till you're full. Full service portions and quality at a fast pace. They honestly believe in providing the best customer service and fast food for a reasonable price. Fresh hibachi, grilled food in a matter of minutes. If you haven't tried it, they'll get you taken care of. 10 out of 10 would definitely recommend. Give Akita Express a try. They're at 3100 East Morse Boulevard, right here in Morristown, Tennessee. And when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Day that we get to have a real life superhero on our show. But today, my friends, is one of those days. We are here with our dear friend Peyton Bowling. Hi, I'm Peyton Bowling. <laughs> yes, you are. And since you are joining us here, yes. we need to do our traditional cheers to you and cheers, cheers to Zach. To cheers to you. Cheers. And you have your own cheers. official. 30 and nerdy koozie yes, now. He has, right a, he has a koozie right okay. there. And cheers to Ashley. Cheers to you. So, Peyton, you are one of us. You mm -hmm. are a nerd, right? Oh, indeed. Okay, so what are your favorite uh, nerd... What's your nerd word for um, a specific... You mean nerddom? Like in yeah. All of what nerd are your favorite nerddoms? My favorite nerddoms? Yes. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> Actually, look around in this. I don't know. Well, <laughs> what could it I've be? been trying to piece it together here. <laughs> he and, is, and you're a teacher, Josh. For those so. of you who are listening, uh, we're sitting in Peyton's very own Fortress of Nerditude right now, and it puts mine to shame by a long shot. We are surrounded by. Star Wars, everything. It's like George everything. Lucas blew up in this room. Yeah, which George is Lucas thing. made all his money on me. <laughs> <laughs> he I might mean, have. We've got action figures, Legos, um, automated things. We've got Darth Maul here to the, to Peyton's right, my left, mm -hmm. and this this has its own special story, which we'll get to. Um, and we have toys from every generation of Star mm -hmm. Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, from Everyone. the inception to the new rebirth of the uh, Disney franchise, the ones Star I Wars. Hear you don't particularly like. Um, I do have issues with some of them. Oh, well, so let's let's get into that. That's a yeah. great segue. <laughs> yeah. So I'm good at those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm starting to think that you wanted to do this just so you'd have a tag team partner. <laughs> I think he did, and I'm very much for it. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Okay. So, what do you want to know? What this is, it is about supposed to be about you. Well, well, first we're just going to go through this. What is it that you don't like about The Force Awakens and Last Jedi? I'll say Rogue One and Solo for a different time. Rogue One I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked Rogue One. 
I hear that from everybody, but um, it feels like Avengers Endgame without seeing any of the other movies before it. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Force Awakens, I didn't have too many issues with because I felt like it was a carbon copy of A New Hope. Not a carbon, but okay. okay. There are similarities. Three young characters. There's a big new base to destroy. They killed the old guy, the old guy of the cast. And there's a guy in black with a red lightsaber. I felt like it wasn't as bad because they... But his lightsaber was a cross guard. <laughs> it was a cross guard. It's a really cool lightsaber. Um, you know, you asked me who my favorite character mm-hmm. in the new rendition of Star Wars would be in this 7, 8, and 9. Um, yes. Who's yours, first of all? Who's mine? Yes. Oh... It's a tie between Ray and Kylo Ren. Ray and Kylo. Okay. I like Ray a lot, mm-hmm. and I like that we have a female lead. Absolutely, yeah. lead I love, hero. I love that. Yeah, girl power. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say my favorite is probably. Maybe. Leia. But she's not a really new character. Count. Do you have a nerd, you, bro? Do you want a, nerd? a new character? Like Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo, Phasma, uh, BB-8. BB-8. Okay, BB-8. Uh, okay, wow. <laughs> no, no, no dialogue needed, but BB-8 is, is my favorite character because I think even though the, the droid doesn't talk, he still sings. He does, he does. He had one of the best moments in that whole movie when he did the thumbs up with the lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was very yeah. memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to truly love, and it's like Josh keeps selling it to me. It's not really for me. It's not. <laughs> these three these three new characters, um, the people they've killed off, the new story that they brought, it's not for me. They tried to make a generation for me in those prequels they made, and it just did not go well. Um, it went well at the time, but then, you know... They didn't they age didn't. well, did they? Oh, no, they did oh, not no. age well. No. Um, I liked episode three. I still... I would say three really is the best three. one of those. Yeah, because I think it, you know, it was ushering in four. You know, it was well, getting yes. you towards yeah. what started A New Hope. True. Um... And then they created Rogue One, and it actually three leads you into Rogue One. So, um, and I don't think we hated Solo. I just think it. You hated no, 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 didn't no, hate no. It. Don't you put that evil on me? <laughs> I, no, no, no. I was totally happy with it. And at the time, this is something that I always tease him about because when we see a movie, and he's going to say, "Oh, it's my nerd goggles," but when we see a movie together, I'm sitting next to him, and he's reacting to things. You should have seen him in Force Awakens, dude. When when the thing happened with Leia, he was like, <gasps> "Not Force Awakens, oh. Last Jedi." Last Jedi. I'm Last sorry. Jedi. <laughs> he was like, <gasps> he reacted so big to it, and when everyone did, Yoda showed up. He was applauding with us. And oh, wait, it was like, Yoda. Do you like the Yoda part? That's the best part. I love okay. the Yoda. Part. Okay, the Yoda part's the best part of Last Jedi. And then we leave the movie, and a couple days later, we see what the internet says. Of course. And no. suddenly, no. Tyler says, "I watched it a second oh, time. It was terrible." <laughs> I watched I didn't say it was terrible. I said the parts that stood out to me was, number one, even though she was Force-sensitive, Leia's still a human being, and she got sucked into the cold of space. I'm going to tell you something. They've done it before in the cartoons. That's cartoons. But but it's still... Same universe. The same universe. It's just... Uh... Kanan Jarrus gets pulled out into space by... Ooh, spoiler alert. 
uh, Darth Maul <laughs> and survives by uh, force pulling himself back in. And I think it happens. So do you think it's because they're sort force sensitive they could survive that? Yeah, they're deepness of space. Well, also, Maybe they do humans so could their probably survive ten seconds in space. I think, but I could be totally wrong about that. But I thought Guardians I saw of the song. Galaxy also did that, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but Yondu died. Yeah, he after he'd been out there, there for, for forever, he, yeah, he, he sacrificed himself seconds. for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. How long was, did you say he was out there? Who? Yondu. It had to be 10 seconds, maybe. Well, yeah, he wasn't out there just as long. It was long enough for him to like, give, his, breathing, give his little uh, contraption to Star Wars so he could live. Mm-hmm. I'm so. your daddy's son. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So He may be your father, but he's not your daddy. <laughs> I love that one. So, you... This Last Jedi... Mm, 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 you want to know what would make what will make me dislike The Last Jedi less? And we've... we've me and Josh okay. have talked about what this. What is it? Is if in Rise of Skywalker they answer everything. I think they have to. If they don't, yeah. I think then they The Last yeah. Jedi is a problem. So, like, I want to know who Snoke was and where he came from. And, you know, people are so upset about his fate in uh, The Last Jedi because there's so many unanswered questions. But, guys, there's still another movie left. Also, it ain't over yet. what did we know about the Emperor? We didn't really see the Emperor much until... I mean, he's in Return 10 of minutes of Return of the Jedi. I mean, 12 minutes. and Oh, yeah. And he's coming back. Right, but he's in 12 minutes of that whole film, and all you know is that he's the big baddie, and that's it. We learned about him in the prequels. But we didn't know the prequels. Yeah, we didn't know the prequels right. existed. So I think... The questions will be answered. And you know what? If the questions aren't answered, like where did Ray come from? Who's Snoke? Where did he come from? If we don't get answers to those questions, then I'll probably be more likely to say, yeah, these sequels did not work for me. What's your theory, Peyton? Who's who's Ray's parents? Ray is another creation through midichlorians. No, don't do that. Listen listen to me. Listen to me. Remember how Palpatine says he can manipulate life? Or that Darth Plagueis and his apprentice could? So you... He can manipulate life. He can create... What if he creates life without, you know, normal means and just created... Well, there's a theory that he's Anakin's father, too. He technically is. The comics kind of answered Yeah, the comics answered that. I I knew that. that. The comics answered that. They don't fully. It's just very hinted at. That he manipulated... He manipulated Shmi's uh, self and yeah. created. It's implied. It. It's implied that it's also heavily implied in the Darth Plagueis scene in Episode Three when he looks over and says, "To create life, to Anakin, you kind of see that." So that would be cool, to, a way to tie all three of the trilogies mm-hmm. together. I I like to think she's a Kenobi. I think the Kenobi train might be gone. Who would Kenobi have been with? I had heard some theory about um, Sabine from the Rebels. From series. Rebels? I had heard that. Oh, no. Yeah. There's a big age difference there. Yeah. Mm. Big time. I always thought... As long as... I can't spoil that. Anything, any, truthfully, anything can happen in The Rise of Skywalker, and as long as it doesn't have anything to do with Jar Jar Binks in it. Um, I will be fine. What if it's Darth Jar Jar? You don't oh. want Jar Jar to be the, the, the big Snoke? Snoke? Yeah, you don't what want is that Snoke? What if Snoke pops up and is like, it's such a puppet. Me you know? I'm, I'll, I'll walk out of the theater. Me you better too. Cause even if, no, I'm even you would be like, 
Hold on a second, George R. of everybody. Yeah, now I'm going to see it through, but that doesn't mean I'll be happy about it. You could have made it third stormtrooper from the left better than Jar Jar. Yeah. It, was, it was Jar Jar the whole time. Oh, oh, gosh. I saw memes of um the no one's ever really gone from the episode 9 trailer. Uh, and instead of the Emperor's laugh, you just hear, Misa back? <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, um, I'll be interested to see if you know how Luke comes back in his Force Ghost um, mm-hmm. self, because you know it's going to happen. And, okay, so what's why do people have an issue with the whole Luke thing at the end of Last Jedi? I don't get that. Either. I like him that. Dying. Him, yeah. no, him. He doesn't his... actually die. He just becomes one with the Force. Yeah, like his like Yoda. His um, sending his little, you know, illusion to oh, fight yeah, Kylo that. and all that. I thought that was great. My problem went with that. My problem was one, like just if he was the great Luke Skywalker that the like original not, trilogy. We all have flaws. That's we the, do have that's flaws. The, yes, the, I didn't like how cynical. My boy. I didn't <laughs> like. That's what the Last Jedi was about. Failure, the best teacher is. I didn't like the the cynicalness. Of Luke, and I was just on an island milking some creature that was very okay. odd. And my mom hates that stupid fish scene where he pokes the fish and yeah. brings it up, and she's like, "It looks so fake." And I'm like, "You, that's your biggest problem." It's an alien fish. fish. It's, it's an, an alien, alien fish. fish. Mom. That's the biggest complaint you have, and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> no. Mom's in the living room going, "No." no, no. <laughs> you wait till they leave. <laughs> Alright, so let's segue into another big element of this fortress, Peyton, and that mm-hmm. is Disney. Mm-hmm. Which Your favorite thing. Tyler. My favorite thing, not so much this guy. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell us about your love of Disney, Peyton. Disney has been a love of mine probably about as long as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I've been to Disney World maybe mm, upwards of 30 times. Nice. More than you. That's a lot more than me. I'm, I, I'm catching up. I'm going in, what's today? Today is Sunday the 4th. I'll be there on the 10th. Nice. And so I'm going for my brainwashing session as yeah, so-called. They're going to put the ears on you. Yeah, the ears. The ears. <laughs> the ears. Oh, there's ears inside of that R2 um, cooler, too. But um, You don't plan on brainwashing me while I'm here. We'll you? wear those while we take Why our not? tour. Why not? <laughs> Who's the leader of the club? Who's making me? M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-E-S-E. Um, That's more of a Donald fan. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Uh, Disney has always been like an escape, and especially since Disney is um, musicals and very theatrical and always, you know, princess fairy tale, everything is perfect and rosy. It's always been like one of my very favorite things to see and, and experience mm-hmm. and Disney in itself is whew, they do it right. Yeah, what well, they do I mean every time right. <laughs> they always do it right. They do. <laughs> so what what do you have to say to that there, Mac? Um I don't have a problem with the parks. I don't have a problem with the good things the company's done. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with monopolies. Okay, so here's the, the thing who could be on the other foot. If it were universal, if it were WB if they were the monopoly, I'd still have a problem with okay, that. Okay, and I get that part of it, but that's the, but the thing is <laughs> that is when I bring up Disney, your reaction, ugh, Disney, ugh, <laughs> you can't deny that their quality is better Was than anybody. Was your childhood like, like full of sadness with no Disney? No, I went to Disney. 
No, I mean like Disney films and no, I, I grew animation. up watching them all. Hmm. Okay. It yeah. changed when they started buying things. And there is potential. Like I understand, like oh, you know, the fact that they control everything, it could be bad. <laughs> but there's not one piece of evidence that tells me it's a bad thing right now. What's one bad thing that's going on because they own all these things? We've already no, been we've already discussed this. We're not going back to that. Okay. So let's um, put this on the record, though. When Rise of Skywalker comes out, mm-hmm. and if it solves a bunch of problems, mm-hmm. if it solves a bunch of problems, then I will be fine with some of the things Last Jedi did. It's okay. not gonna, However, it's one not gonna thing me and you though. it won't solve the fish. <laughs> the ugly alien fish. That ugly alien fish will not Sorry, be Mom. answered. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, one thing we did talk about uh, when we were on stage in Mama Mia together mm-hmm. is I told you that a, a plot point that I wish that they had done was I would have killed Finn then. I would have let yes, him sacrifice when, when himself. Rose I would have, that would have been a great way. story. like Just like a, he wanted to do it. He wanted to sacrifice himself. I, would have, I feel I think like there's have. something more planned for him because I know everyone hates the Canto Bite storyline. It's slow, paced, Oof. and all of that. And even I have a little bit of a problem with it, but if you look at it, it's a way of show... It, Phasma, Rose, and DJ in that movie. Rose shows... The rebel side of Finn. Phasma shows the First Order. And then DJ represents the sort of neutral way. But then really DJ shows him there is no way to be neutral in this war. No. And you have, you have to, to pick, pick a, side. a side. Yes. Yes. And so even though it's a bit of a boring sequence, if you really look at it, you can kind of see what they're going There's for. There's deep meaning there, Tyler. There, there is. There is meaning. And, you know, I've... I heard your podcasts on, on Disney. Well, I've, I've listened to every podcast you got. Well, good. One of them I didn't because I heard a Game of Thrones spoiler almost. And so I turned it off because I'm in the middle of season four. I, no one spoiled I, anything. I'm, I haven't finished it. try to be yet, careful so. about that. <laughs> well, you said spoiler alert and I went, okay, no! Good, good, good. <laughs> so, it might have been the one you did on your um, own. So, um, I've, I've come up with a solution maybe for both of you. Oh, okay. Um, Can't wait. Disney Court 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so, imagine Electric this... Electric Boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> it's the internet's thing right now. Um, imagine this is set to the Law & Order SVU um, opening. In the nerd justice system, three guys who have too many opinions on things and absolutely love talking... Uh, do ex- uh, about what they exactly love talking <laughs> when they hash these things out they bring it to the court they never actually sends out its ruling or has a true judgment these are their stories dun, dun. <laughs> so uh tyler they they do pump out a lot of nostalgia like remakes and stuff and yeah. that can be a problem but it's a problem because of the time we're in Everyone's obsessed with nostalgia Everybody right now. Everybody loves nostalgia. The Stranger Things is all about nostalgia. And what else? Wrestling fans love nostalgia. As mm-hmm. as 90s kids, there's nothing like the Attitude Era. Star Wars okay. fans love nostalgia. I mean, Force Awakens sort of tells us that. Um, Disney owning everything will not create stagnation with, within everything. And that is because we already have stagnation. Oh, in the entertainment industry? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I may say, we have been, we have been since media was invented. People always asking for the next book from the author instead of the rehashed same tale. The next season of a TV show instead of the finale that we got. People campaigning for, like, Game of change that seat. Yeah, Game of, Thrones. Se- yeah, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Campaigning about Last Jedi. Like, sleep to... Erase Last Jedi from the canon. That's I've heard that so many times. Crazy. Change the graphics of Sonic. 
The oh, that one was a good one to do. Yeah, that, I can agree with that. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna agree with that one. Yeah, maybe we should just like you know cancel that movie and oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see Jim Carrey though. Yeah, he'll be the only good part of that yeah. whole movie. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they'll fix it. <laughs> anyway. Um. There is certainly a gap between original ideas and the nostalgia. However, nearly all of the Disney originals that everyone thinks of were fairy tales before Disney. From the Brothers Grimm, I said that. Uh -huh. So most of it is not original. I don't like Monopolies either, and I don't agree that, and I did not agree that Disney should buy Fox. I, I didn't like that move, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of creativity. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they bought Fox just so we can get the X Men and MCU. Well, I, That's. I do like that. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to that. I would have rather bought Fox and Marvel than Lucasfilm. You know, after Walt Disney died, he left us with a legacy. A theme park, characters and movies that we love, and a feeling that no one can really describe. But for many of the years after, the company suffered after not being able to figure out what should we do. And you know what they did? They went back to their musical roots, and that's how the Disney Renaissance was born. Disney Renaissance. You don't know about the Disney Renaissance? It was your child. It was your childhood. Really? From Little Mermaid to Tarzan. I don't the know Disney it's called the Disney Renaissance. The, each era of Disney films has it. And that's like also why we love Princess and the Frog so much. Yes, because that was the reemergence. Yeah. yeah, that... We're, we're in the reemergence right now. And it's about to die down again. Probably with Frozen 2. But, um, Do you think we'll go back to old animation and... I think we roots? could one day go back to... Um, uh, you mean like... Hand drawn animation. Yeah, just like the roots of. Like, oh, I hope so. I, yeah. I like the CGI, but I, 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 I really do like those old hand drawn styles. Yeah. yeah. Especially Classic. the behind the scenes stuff when oh, they yeah. show the artists drawing like little Arthur pulling the sword from the stone and how oh, you yeah. like just that little sequence is like 70 pages just flipping. I love that stuff. Um, you know. You say there wouldn't have been room for Disney if a monopoly was established. Tyler, there was a monopoly when Disney was established. At least on animation. Universal had all animation when Disney was established. When the Disney company was established. They owned Disney. Um, but he broke with them and created Mickey Mouse that changed the world. Really? There's always a way. Pwned. <laughs> also, um... Here are some things within the last five years that Disney has done that's original. Yes. All right. You, you All said right. this at the end to name one thing. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm-hmm. Zootopia. What's that? That's within the last five years. Was that Disney? Yeah. I don't know. DreamWorks. Moana. Okay. The show Elena of Avalor. Yeah. The show Milo Murphy's Law. And this isn't mentioning the other movies that are based on books or comic books like... Big Hero 6. Normal comic book. Uh, now, we turn oh to you. Oh boy, I'm scared. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Josh, Disney is massive, and Tyler is right that they, that can't always be a good thing. I mean, monopolies can backfire. Um, six of the top ten grossing movies are Disney's. But this might also help Tyler's case, as it may or may not show that they are dominating the movie market. Because they're the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, gotta agree on that title. So it, it, it actually works in my favor. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, nice addition of the theater bug biting people it was because of High School Musical. That's how I like started with theater. Um, nice. But I would argue that Disney in general does that for many kids like myself, and yeah. I assume somewhat you guys. 
Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, Josh makes a good point about the Marvel movies. They would not have beaten all of those records or have been as good if Disney hadn't taken them in the direction they had. Agreed. People actually know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. <laughs> yeah. Because of Disney. Yeah. Nobody cared about them. Yeah. Um, and they bought Star Wars, which I still hopefully believe everyone loves at least a little. <laughs> if not for them, nothing else would have ever happened with Star Wars. Mm-mm. And that's true. We would never have had it again. And the kids today deserve to have their own heroes, their mm-hmm. own versions of that. And if it if, hadn't, it would have died out like He-Man or... Eventually, yeah. Um, Thundercats yeah. or things oh. like that. You <laughs> well, said Thundercats. Oh. <laughs> um, one of you had said something about hating the internet. I also hate the internet. <laughs> um... Every single day, it's if it's not anger for Star Wars, it's anger about something else. When everyone starts talking about something like the Avengers or Game of Thrones, or, or they just want to ruin everything. The nerds are never happy. No, mm. never, ever. Except for me and you. I was happy, yeah. yeah. I still am. Um, and it's also true that... Oh, I have no idea what that says. Uh, Disney's quality is good, um, but... You know, they're not the only one. They no. still have others. Sure. And they can still beat many of Disney's records. But in the end, you're both right about what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're never going to agree. No. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and people are not going to always be able to change their minds or, or agree, you know, with any of that either. Um, details matter. And the preservation of Yes. The preservation of creativity and the fear of monopolies is true. But in the end, we can find our happy medium. Um, To make Tyler feel better, I will tell you that if you go to any Star Wars forum or comment section or even the crowd of a cooking show, you'll find someone calling for the death of Disney for what they've done to Star Wars. (laughs) I rest my judgment. Court dismissed. (laughs) Lawyered. Lawyered. So for the next nerd court, I think I do need to hire you as my lawyer. Yeah. That's great. I, I, that was my judgment. That's good. I'll take it. Hey. Here at 30 and Nerdy, we like to play games. And we have come up with a little game called Dreamcasting. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're going to discuss some characters who have not yet been featured in the MCU. And we're going to name the actors and actresses that we would like to see tackle these roles. That doesn't mean that these characters will ever be in the MCU. No, it's just I hope if... So, if they ever yeah. become part of the MCU. Okay? So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the list of the characters first, and then we'll each go through them and, and say who we uh, have in mind. So the list is Mr. Fantastic, The Invisible Woman, Human Torch, The Thing, Doctor Doom, Adam Warlock, Uncle Ben, Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, Magneto, and Wolverine. So let's start with Mr. Fantastic. Tyler, why don't you go first? John Krasinski. That's mine. That is mine as well. <laughs> so we are in agreement on that. We This has been talked about on the internet a lot lately. I saw it. And it's just it. like too perfect not oh, to go yeah. with it. It really is okay. a good idea. Invisible Woman. His wife. Emily His wife, Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah. I went with Olivia Wilde. Oh, okay. So I did put Emily Blunt because I would like to see that, but I also had Margot Robbie in mind. Margot Robbie? Yeah. She's DC. You can cross over. Oh. 
That's cool. and I mean that's not gonna last. Not forever. that I don't. It's not that I don't I, like. I, she's, I don't know, yeah. she's DC until they reboot it again. Yeah. Oh. Which could be like are... tomorrow or the day after. <laughs> you. No, I mean, she's how many universes? In. She's still DC. How many universes are we in now? Or uh, timelines? Three. Three. Four. 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 Oh no, four. Mm. Too many. Uh, two is too many. Yeah. You know who started it? Barry Allen. Screwed up the timeline, and now these. That dang flashpoint gets you every time. <laughs> gets you every time. All right, let's move on to the Human Torch, Tyler. Efron. Zach Efron. Efron. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Peyton. Okay, so I had two. Okay. Uh, Bo Burnham or Joe Keery. Joe Keery was who I put, and I talked about that a few weeks ago on uh, one of our Stranger Things episodes. He would be great for the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. The Thing. I had a hard time. I with think I got one. Okay. okay. Leah Shriver. Really? I think Leah Shriver could do it. I think okay. he he has the poise of Ben Grimm before he turns into the thing. And I think his vocals delivering as the thing would be great. Hmm. Or just bring back Michael Chiklis. Okay, okay well, <laughs> I have something to say about that because I, I, I couldn't get very creative with this and I just can't picture anybody other than Michael Chiklis. I thought he did a good job. You know good. those movies are not really... You know, the best. age yeah, well. They're, they they're, they're age not, well. People don't really like those. They're not but the MCU. He did a good job. No, yeah. So I, I liked Michael Chiklis, and I can't think of anybody else. So I had two. Okay. Dwayne Johnson. Just because I think it would be hilarious to see him in a serious role, and, and The Rock playing a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the Rock playing a rock, and David Harbour. From Stranger Things. Ooh, Ooh, that's a really good choice. He recently played Hellboy, and but so I wonder. It failed. Though. See, that can it happen. It did fail, but he's, still, he's going to be in uh, the Eternals or the Inhumans or something. He, no, oh, he's, in Black he's Widow. already in, he's in Black Widow. Oh, he is. Oh no, he's in Black Widow. That's right. Alexi. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I, mm, maybe I shouldn't say that because someone in this room hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Someone okay. in this room has not. All right, so let's move on to. Doctor Doom. I have two for this one. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Uh, Joel Edgerton. He played okay. uh, Uncle Owen in the, yeah. the Star Wars prequels. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, and he was in that movie Bright with Will Smith. So yeah. I put him. And that also, um, if we went for like a, a little bit of an older Doctor Doom, um, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Uh, Ian Glenn. He was uh, Sir Jorah. Jorah and, yeah. In Game of Thrones. Always loved oh. Yeah. I like him. He, yeah. yeah. Okay. What you got, Peyton? Well, wait, did you do yours? No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Tommy I'm Wiseau. joking. <laughs> oh, hi, Mr. Fantastic. Have you seen his Joker audition? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my real one is um, Brian Cranston. Ooh. Okay. Okay. He could play very smart and could also play a villain. I mean... Mr. White yeah. was one of the greatest. Yeah. Yo, Mr. White. Hey, Mr. We gotta White. cook some meth. <laughs> um, I had two. I actually had England down. Mm-hmm. And Ray Fiennes. Ooh, okay. Voldemort. Yeah. If you will. He's gotta have a nose, though. You know? He'll have a nose in this. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But would you feel like Voldemort and Dr. Doom are too similar, though? Like, Dr. Doom is way smarter than Voldemort. I would agree. Voldemort was pretty smart, though. Voldemort couldn't take over a high school. I mean, <laughs> Voldemort tried to take over a high school, 
Thanos ha- wiped out half of the population of the universe, and uh, Emperor Palpatine killed all but two Jedi. So I think we know who did <laughs> the best. Voldemort is terrible, but <laughs> yeah, he's bad. If it wasn't for that pesky Harry Potter, he would have pulled it off. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would have. <laughs> that meddling Harry Potter. All right, I we got gotten away from it too. If it wasn't for your meddling kids. <laughs> Adam Warlock. Okay. Why don't you start this one? Me? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. You know, I ain't mad at it. And that's the only person I think can do it. Oh. I have two. I have. Really? I, I think we have the same person. We've talked about this. Okay. So, I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry. Uh, Nicol- Nicolaj Coster Waldo. He was Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister? I would and love Game that. Of okay, okay. Maybe that would And be who good. did you say Zach Efron for? Human, Human Torch? Torch. What about Efron for Adam Warlock? No. No? No. Mm-mm, no. Well, no, hey, wait, wait. He needs to be... Warlock is funny. And he needs and to attractive. be... And attractive. You know, okay. good looking. So. Okay, okay, I could see it. I All could right. see it. Yours? It was Jamie Lannister oh. from Game okay. of Okay. So the next one I want to go first on, because I think I've got the winner. What is it? Okay. No. Uncle Ben. If we had Uncle Ben in like a flashback or something... He might be a little bit too old for it, but I'm telling you, it'd be amazing. Tom Hanks. I didn't even think of that. Yeah? Tom Hanks. Yeah? Like yeah? It. Yeah? He's the nicest person ever, so... So, I mean, you, you play Walt Disney. You play Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Walt Disney. <laughs> he did. The man can... Woody? The man can do anything. The man can do anything. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Thank you, Zach. Yeah? Captain... Uh, the captain. He's abducted by pirates. You know, that Captain oh, Phillips. Captain Phillips, yeah. Captain Phillips. yeah. yeah. Um, he was I Captain Sully from the Miracle on the Hudson. Movie. He can be anything. He's a, he's a hero. He's just always Except a Except the CGI game. character, because that was terrifying. <laughs> Polar Express. Oh! oh. <laughs> Gosh, he played no. He still did good at Four or five different voices in that movie. He still did good, though. So well, yeah, that creepy guy on the top of the train. Um, oh, he that that movie. Uncle Ben, I, I like really have. I don't foresee them even in flashbacks. I think since we went through two different Spider-Man movies and many Spider-Man appearances without even too much discussion on Uncle Ben, I don't think they're going to bring him. But I think they could. I mean, you're, they, you're right on that. But like, I would like to see him in just a, like a flashback or just. One small little thing. About, we don't have um, to see his death. Is again. he even mentioned in Homecoming or? Oh, he has his suitcase. His suitcase had his. That's uh, right. That's right. That was it. What about um? That's right. What's his name? Uh, Peter Gallagher. Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Oh, the eyebrows, dude. Oh, yeah, eyebrows. Oh, That's I don't. Doctor Deeds. <laughs> I don't. Or I know the name. I don't know the face. Or you know him if you saw him. He's got like a really heavy Mr. Deeds uh, Sandler movie. Dark eyebrows. Um, I'd probably know him if I just... He was in the OC, I think, too. Didn't watch it. I don't know. I mean, I I had trouble casting Uncle Ben because I think back to, you know, the original Tobey Maguire Uncle Ben. That was was a good Uncle Ben. Yeah. He was just great. What about, uh, I don't know, Donald Sutherland? Donald Sutherland? Yeah, I could see that. That's a good one. President Snow? President Snow. Hmm. From The Hunger Games. Well, he's definitely way too old to be running around with uh, the Aunt May we have in the MCU, though. Definitely. Yes. I'd say, he yeah. Is. Yeah. Uh, so, who's next? Gwen Stacy. I have two for this one as well. Who wants to start? 
Okay, Josh. Okay, I'll start. So, Erin uh, Moriarty, she is on that show, The Boys, that I talked about oh, uh, recently. The, the she plays, show? Yeah. Um, she plays uh, Starlight on that. She's, okay. She, she might be a little too old for it, but um, she's got the right look. And I'll, what about uh, Elle Fanning? That's Dakota Fanning's little sister. The one that's in Scream Queens? <clears throat> Me? The one that's yeah. in Maleficent? Or is yes, that she's yeah. in Maleficent. Yeah, yeah she is. No, okay. that's um, maybe. Mm-hmm. What about that uh, Chloe Grace Moretz? Yes, she would be good. She I was in uh, that movie yeah. Kickass. Yeah, and she replaced um, or she was in the remake for Carrie, which not good. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> um, I think Kiernan Shipka from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And Mad Men Ooh. would be a good uh, Gwen Stacy. No, she's perfect. Oh, yeah. You mm. win. You win. You that was that well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> call it right call, now. Call we got three right more to go, now. but Peyton wins. <laughs> okay, wow. Right. Is that everybody? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay, Miles Morales. I had a hard time on this one. I think Caleb McLaughlin. So I did, too. Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. That's who I was thinking of, too. And then I had a new thought. What about Jaden Smith? No. No, he, oh he, come on! He he! I hate to say this, he went a bit crazy. Just a bit. Just look at his Twitter. Just, just look <laughs> at his Twitter. <laughs> I don't do so much Twitter. Just like find it. it, it, it's, it it's, I have heard it's, before it's, that it's he's interesting. Little, they're, they're a weird family. Well, that's okay. But. Yeah, yeah. West Philadelphia born. He's right. a good actor though. <laughs> Played around where he spent most of his days. <laughs> Showing out hex and rocks, not cool, you know. You need to move all outside of the school. Exactly. <laughs> the whole rest of the episode would just go through the yeah, entire face. <laughs> There's a full version we can sing too. Oh, gosh. Alright, let's move on to Magneto. I got a good one for this one. I have two. Do yours. Jason Isaacs. Okay. I like that a lot. That could potentially be better than mine. Depending on what age we want to go with for Magneto. Okay. And yours? Mine is actually Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. As Magneto. Ooh, I, I can Mark see it. Hamill as Magneto. I think he could do it. Mark Mark Hamill can do any voice almost. Yeah. And Magneto. Ooh. But it'd be so hard to see him as a villain after he's been Luke Skywalker forever. Well, he's the Joker. You need well, to see, we don't see him as the Joker. You need to see uh Jay and Silent Bob strike back. And you oh, need to see always the, the he's the trickster in the Flash. Yeah. Oh, I the old movie and the new series. Well, yeah. I thought Charles Dance, also known as Tywin Lannister. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, man! I've been watching Game of Thrones. And he's like Peyton. very, very intimidating. Without even doing anything, he's gotta, just intimidating. Got to take you to Hollywood to be a casting. Director. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. I this one was really tough. I just kind of had a throwaway one here. I'll admit it. You, you had a throwaway on Wolfie? Yeah, I just know Hugh Jackman. Dare you? Hugh Jackman. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Bring him back. Um, I'm sorry. Just nobody was really good enough. Like, you have you, you don't seen... even think one person anyone? I do. You do. Who you got? Name's Ty Olson. He was in Supernatural. Uh, played the character of Benny for two seasons. He's a vampire character, but he's. Um, He's got this really gruff voice, and he's kind of he plays kind of hunched over, and he's from like he's from New Orleans. The actor is, but the way he plays Benny, just look up some clips. Uh, season seven of Supernatural. 
uh, Benny. I think he'd be fantastic. Now, mine might not work perfectly, but if he could just change his voice just just a little, Kit Harrington. You know what? Didn't I'm gonna show that? you. I'm gonna show you something right now. What does that say, Peyton? On mine, Kit Harrington. I put Kit Harrington too, and I wasn't so sure about it, but he could do it. I think he could do it. Have you seen the the images floating around of Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine? Oh, that doesn't someone seem like, right. Someone uh, superimposed oh, that doesn't it. Seem right. It didn't it work looks, for me. It looks. Uh, There's also an image floating around of a uh, uh, Ready Player One. What's his name? Oh, um, yeah. If you hadn't said that, I could have told you what his name dude, was. Dude, dude. He was that. Cyclops. Oh! In no, no, first lost class. me. Lost me. Him as Wolverine. And then there's another one floating around of Taron... Edgerton? Edgerton as Wolverine. Egerton? Egerton. I, and I was like, people quit doing this. If that, just because <laughs> you make them look like Wolverine does not mean they can be Wolverine. It's very true. I mean, Wolverine's my favorite Marvel character. So your, That's your favorite Marvel yeah, character? Yeah, my favorite Marvel character. What about your favorite Marvel character? Um, Spider-Man. Okay, now we have to change it again. Your favorite DC character? Probably Nightwing. Mm. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, followed closely by Batman. Batman. Your favorite... Batman is my favorite DC, and my favorite... Ugh, my favorite Marvel is either Captain America or Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah. Alright, so Peyton, Mm -hmm. what does being a nerd mean to you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, hmm. without being a nerd, um, oh, I don't think I could have survived the last 22 years. Um, since I could remember, I've had Star Wars or Disney or, or something to be obsessed with in my life. Um, something to pour over and watch every single movie of and read every comic from and read all of the books and everything I, I mean I, I've always had something and Star Wars was always my return to um, it got me through the hardest of days all mm-hmm. the time every every time like every episode from well, well not when I was little but every episode from when I could you know choose what should I do today it was Star Wars mm-hmm. and it's it's always been oh Star Wars means more to me than anything mm. well well not anything but probably <laughs> yeah I heard that mom <laughs> Star Wars means more to me than I think it means more to 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 a lot of people mm-hmm. it's it it was it was my thing I was like <laughs> I remember my dad um my dad always tells me this story like when I was little. He would, um, every, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, Star Wars Episode Four, the Star Wars, would come on, and he would always show me the cantina scene. So from when they enter the cantina to when they exit, so that includes Panda Baba getting his arm chopped off, and uh, he said I was just glued to the TV every single time, and Mom wasn't always a fan of me seeing the whole... The cantina scene. The whole cantina scene, yeah, but... Um, <laughs> he be dead. <laughs> he told me that... Yeah, yeah. And uh, still to this day, we... Qu- I don't like you. <laughs> Sorry. He doesn't like you either. Well, that's your boy. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. <laughs> I have a death sentence on 12, 12 systems. systems. A recent comic said 11... Ooh. It was wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, that's wrong. And yeah. I looked at the community and they said, that's wrong. So how could they even get that wrong? Man. Original content right there. Gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> But it's like copying homework and doing it, <laughs> copying it wrong. You're doing just a little you bit. Still so, got it you're wrong. doing just a little bit so the teacher doesn't notice <laughs> yes, that you copied. Hey, but hey. in this case, it doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like that was completely wrong. You failed the entire thing. <laughs> uh, go home. <laughs> um, um, but but yeah, Star Wars was all. It's always been my thing, and it's always been near to my heart, near and dear. So and nerd nerd things in general, like. The MCU, Star Wars, Disney, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, I'm leaving something out, I know, but all of that, you know, has kept like me... DC, leaving DC. DC, thank you. I love, yeah. I love the DC, actually. Um, and, well, I'll say the older DC. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I'll be the first to Dark Knight trilogy. Been, it's been oh, a rough few that's years. that's when it ended. After Dark the, Knight. I'll be the first to admit it's been a rough years after the dark knight trilogy ended i was like and there goes and there it goes (laughs) so but yeah it's always been there and it's always been really important to me and it's it's kept me going so so yeah that's what it means to me that's beautiful um the only thing that i have to add is did have we ever told you the story of uh when josh uh pissed off on solo no we better (laughs) (laughs) so the story that, that, and it's kind of prefaced with, I personally um, <laughs> have had dinner with Harrison a few times. He's, he comes to Morristown a lot. I hate you. His, his in-laws, Callista's parents, yes. are on the Morristown Theater Guild board. Right. So, if they have an opportunity, or especially if Kay is on stage, they come in. Uh-huh. Well, one year... Um, we were doing the show High School Musical 2. Uh-huh. And I played Chad, and he played Mr. Fulton. And we got to do... Right? <laughs> he saw the show. He's different he, right there. Yeah. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, there's something to be said that I'm playing the high school you were and he older. played the adult. No, oh, by age. the way, but few... sorry, sorry you're 30 now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody... He's understand. been talking about it for a long time about how so, I'm not 30. <laughs> I know, I'm glad that Those gag. Those days are gone. I'm glad that gag is done. <laughs> so we get to, it's it's the 75th gala for the Theater Guild. Oh, wow. And the our, the director of High School Musical 2, Randy Green, comes up to us and says, Hey guys, um, each show is getting to perform something from this past season. And we're going to do a bet on it. And the guest of honor is Callista Flockhart and Harrison Ford. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. He just said, when we practiced, he said, y'all need to make sure this is really good because this thing could be, like, really serious tonight. And I don't want to say anything more than that. And I went, da 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 And he went, uh, yeah. So I <laughs> promptly went to Walmart and found a Han Solo toy and some Sharpies. Oh no, I can and, see where this is going. And I chose to have him sign my Kingdom of the Crystal Skull DVD to at least up the value yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a different time though, wasn't it? That wasn't the same night. No, this was that night. What? Yeah, oh, I, I just walked up to him in the hallway though and said, 
Oh, okay. Well, my story is oh, different. Yours is in what? public. This makes no sense. I would know. Okay. No, so we're doing our thing, and like, you know, my character was kind of the goofy one or whatever, and I had some line, and I heard him laugh. Like, we were on the stage, and I heard him, <laughs> I was like, yes, I made Han Solo laugh. Yes. <laughs> so it's all said and done, and we're in the back, and Harrison comes back there, and he actually approached me. He came up to me, and he held out his hand, and I can't remember what he said, and I shook his hand and I'm like, like, oh my gosh. So I'm freaking out. And I was like, oh, Mr. Ford, I'm a big fan. Would would you mind signing this this toy? And he had been so friendly up until this point. And he looks at it and he kind of looks at me up and down and he goes, yeah, sure. And he signs it and he hands it back to me and he walks away without a word. He's He's like, Han? Man, Harrison oh. Ford's a great guy to ask for his autograph. He, Man, I've heard he it's hates fun. to be known as Han Solo. He, ha- he hates. Well, he wanted to kill Han. He wanted Han, he wanted to Han die dead in, Jedi. in in no, he wanted no, Han Empire. dead in Empire in and Empire. Jedi. And then Force Awakens, he finally got his quick. Yeah, because they said we're going, we're going, we're bringing it back. We're going to do Force Awakens. And I'll do said, one. I'll do one. He said, "Kill me." Yeah, when they bring in that Disney money, he's like, "I'm all about it." Yeah, as long kill, as me, kill me, I'm out. <laughs> Anyway. Give me the Obi Wan death. Which makes me sound when it makes it sound like a Boba Fett. I'm done. When do I get paid? <laughs> I'm done. So yeah, I mean that that was a. Well, I'm shocked we had never said that. You know, him being a big Star Wars fan, we never told the Han Solo story. Yeah, yeah. kid. Yeah, well, it's sure. okay. He won't remember me. So next time I'll act like I don't know who he is, like Ashley did. I'll be like, Who's Harrison? this guy? Is that a family name? What are you? <laughs> <Harrison>? <laughs> Aren't you the guy that crashed your plane 12 times? <laughs> 12, fly, bro? Do you even fly, bro? He builds sets, right? <laughs> sort of ironic you... that he's such a good pilot in Star Wars and in real life. But he's getting... oh, but he's he's crashed pitch. like every plane No, wait a minute. It's not that he's a bad pilot. It's just, I think it's just that he's getting old and, and he's become a bad pilot. Man, we are really dogging Harrison Ford. I'm sure he's I a love, lovely he's person. He's a great guy. <laughs> he's always been great whenever he's been around. I think he was just... He had been surrounded most of the night. He came to me though. <laughs> I didn't even know. He might have been. Co- he might have been coming to you thinking this is the one. This is the one kid that's not a nerd. I'm talking about. It. Made he made it. me laugh. Like probably if he hadn't approached me, I probably would have been too scared to go up to him. Yeah. Because I knew he was getting like it's Harrison. You know, him. everybody's coming up to him and trying to take his picture, and yeah, I'm but. sure that's annoying. But like maybe that's why he came up to you because you didn't approach. Well, I ruined it. And then you ruined that's it why by I asking, "Would you still sign this?" Yeah, sure. Anyway. So do you I've, still have that figure? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it's sitting up in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I Nobody it. else did Nobody it. Nobody else did it. Nobody else did it either. There was that premiere. And, uh, after that, I think he walked out of the premiere. Yeah, I can see him doing that. I mean, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> but I hear he likes uh, Indiana Jones more than... He does. Because it's not as big, I guess. He it's likes not. playing Indy more than... Yeah. You know so, what his favorite movie is that he's acted in? Blade Runner. No, I bet it's... Air Force One. No, I bet... What Lies Beneath? The one with Meg Ryan. I don't know. Which one? Mosquito Coast. Yeah, because nobody's heard of it. I've never heard of it, so yeah. I'll never be known for this one. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never watch it. sign their yeah, toy on this. I got bit by a hundred mosquitoes once. <laughs> It's fun. Made a movie about it. But it's been fun, man. Yeah, this has been a blast. This is 
Thank you for It's been fun. I, inviting. If you ever want me to come back, I'm always free. Man, on a serious note, though, you're a huge inspiration to so many people. Well, and you, you and you are so very, very loved. And I think this will this episode will be a hit. You already have a big fan club, and I think it's just going to grow after this. So Well, thank you. That's very nice. It's very exciting stuff. And uh, I think that's, that's going to be it for today. But I think that since we're here and you're our guest of honor, you should do our snap to close out the show. Yes. So, oh, I can't snap. You can't snap? I can't snap. Okay, I'll do it and we'll pretend that it's you. Cool. All right, so on that note, we will catch you nerds later. Disney Court 2, Electric Boogaloo. listening to the 30 and Dirty Podcast with your hosts, Kyle McDaniel and Josh Davis. Brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, Akita Express, Creative Theater, and Advertising Expressions. Find us, follow us, and like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Got something to tell us? Drop us an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers to you nerds!